I had completely forgotten about doing her voice. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> she was awful. There were some good ones in there, though. No, I can't I, find I, a list of the of of the NPCs and their roles. I just found a list of the NPCs for the entire campaign, though. All so, right, I'm going to see if I can do some little Google food real quick. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Uh, Cool. Just yeah. talk amongst yourselves. Yep. Yep. <laughs> While we <laughs> look things up. F- yeah. Uh, f- Finder from and Shelly. From a thing different. Ad- Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. That, Good that's morning. one of the things I do whenever I'm running a game is I've got this spreadsheet. It's my cheat sheet and it has everybody in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all one page, alphabetical, and like a one sentence of like what they do. I, yeah. I tried to do that for um, Plunder and Peril. Um, there's a there's a few. Um, I think there's only maybe a dozen NPCs that actually have. Uh, hey, Coward, um That actually have um, you know attitudes and and um, and agendas written up. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I actually made a GitHub <laughs> repo for it. <laughs> Cutthroat Grok changes. Grok. That's it. Cutthroat Grok. That was her name. Grok. Yeah. I was going to throw it to the chat in a minute and see if they knew. Oh, shoot. I ruined it. Well, there goes the Christmas present to the chat. (laughs) (laughs) There goes that giveaway. Christmas is over. Take down the tree. Pack away your joy. You should see my tree. I I have already stoically towards 2022. Like this big. That's your cardboard. It's in the palm of my hand. Yeah. This, little, the thing, this thing my mom bought me like five or six years ago because I never put up a tree. And she's like, I want you to have a tree. So I've got this little cardboard tree that folds out and it literally will fit in the palm of my hand. So the first day of Christmas <laughs> or first day of December, I just pull it and set it out and I have my tree up. So it's a palm tree? No, it looks like a Christmas tree. It's just, uh, oh, God. Oh, God. It's been a long <laughs> week already, so... <laughs> It's not going to get shorter. No one went like, you yeah. <laughs> got me. Oh, you have like two, two, two hours of us. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay that. I, 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 need, I need my kid down here for, for, the, elect, the, for, the, for the rim shot on the drum set <laughs> that we got him. It can't go over my head. Too. I'm too fast. <laughs> I'm too fast. I'll <laughs> reach up and grab it. <laughs> wait, wait. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Jamie has the sound open. Oh yes, of course I have the sound open. I don't know what you were thinking that I wouldn't have the sound open. Okay. Obviously, it's on Why the list, you... the extensive, detailed list of everything I do to get ready for the stream. <laughs> Jeez. Speaking of Christmas, one of the items put on pants. <laughs> That's optional. I did change shirts. How was y'all's Christmas? Good, good. good. Yeah, big, it's good. Big, big gifts, lots of stuff, loot. So <laughs> this was probably my best gift. A flashlight. A box of flashlights. A box of flashlights. They <laughs> get a box of those. Yep, a box, a box of four of these. I'm not gonna blind you all, but it's a good one. Nice. Um, I'm always looking for flashlights because in my house they move, and I don't know why. <laughs> the cats 
Uh, how, how tall is everyone else in your house? Because can I recommend Velcroing one to the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> that might work. Yeah, it really might. <laughs> uh, I got given a, I got given a ring light, so I can do this. <laughs> oh, it's RGB ring light. Rave lighting. Oh no. Uh, Oh, no. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna synchronize it with the audio. Yeah. So if you get poisoned, you do the green. If you uh, you know, That's if you right. get jealous, you do the the green also. <laughs> if you eat a blueberry, you do the blue. Frog, you do the purple. Ten green. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jamie? Uh, I got a an around the world set of hot sauces, flavors of the world. It's fantastic. Everything from uh, California hot sauce to dragon's breath um the one that you might like uh mike is my outback is burning hot sauce <laughs> there's, there's Mayan... get a tropical cream for that <laughs> Mayan that ruins. The name of the whole box. Uh, yeah it should be fun i can't wait that's, to try some of it that's otherwise known as a poisoner's kit <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> there's a texas smoky chipotle sauce so cow art from from your end of the world so that should be fun Cool. Well, y'all remember what happened last time? Uh-huh. We'll get right to it. All the stuff. You got all the things happened. You guys uh, tracked down Patch. I could tell y'all weren't really sure what was going to happen. Like, Oh, yeah. I remember. I was in the process of casting Detect Magic. You said that right as I said next week. You were like, I start <laughs> casting Detect Magic. So we're going to pick up right there. Uh, but mm-hmm. you guys had gone to the orphanage to question Patch, and uh, Ferzon became a Ferris wheel, and <laughs> everybody else. Uh, uh, Khaldun became, uh, God, what's that handyman? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> he became I was a, a, handyman. a Mendy man. Um, tracked down Patch, talked to him, and realized that he was just a dumb kid, for lack of a better word. So he um, says. So he says. And the last thing that happened was he came to this realization that they always seemed to know where he was. And then Khaldun just, oh crap, let's detect magic. So that's where we're going to pick up. Uh, he's still kneeling on one knee and he's, they're basically, he's basically talking to Gretchen. He, you know, I didn't mean to do it. I please, you know, all this stuff. Khaldun, you begin to cast detect magic. Raphael and Fairzone, what are you doing for the next ten minutes? I let I let y'all know what I'm doing. I just don't start, you know, weaving magic. I was like, I kind of feel like they can like identify detect magic. Probably, I do. Yeah, because you yeah. we yeah. we would know, but I'd be more worried about Patch freaking out that we caught him and now we're casting some weird magic spell on him. <laughs> Old still, he he actually <laughs> seems more concerned about Gretchen and. Getting, you know, talking to her and trying to get over the fact that, get over on her the fact that she, you know, he didn't intend to do all this. So he's he's really just pleading his case and begging for forgiveness from her when you start. So he doesn't really even pay attention. I mean, he notices it, he hears it, but he's he's very engaged with Gretchen right now. So Farazan will be, um, I think, I think right before we started the, the tech magic thing and we were talking about getting distraction. He was, uh, uh, c- counting for hide and seek. 
Yes. So, so yes. all the kids scattered like roaches when the light can, light comes on. <laughs> so he's he's going to um, make his way up the steps toward toward the office. Uh, be like you know you know fee five oh fum you know looking for <laughs> looking for the uh, making a lot of noise. You know, so the kids will kind of keep hiding. Um, but you know, narrating all the things that he's doing is like, I'm looking in this door, I'm looking in this door, you know, that, you know, but so that the kids will focus on him and the, you know, his voice and the, the sounds he's making, but you know, being a distraction, but making his way closer to the office for backup. I, I wonder what number you'd get to for counting for 10 minutes straight. <laughs> like <laughs> counting while he's doing that. Okay, yeah. so you're making you're you're still like trying to entertain the kids, trying to keep them away, mm -hmm. hidden. Mm -hmm. Okay, Tarathiel. Uh, I mean, Tarathiel is probably looking to Gretchen for guidance as to what she wants to do with Patch, but he's not letting Patch out of his sight, so he's just keeping an eye on everything. Okay, it's probably probably fading into the foreground a bit. And during those during that time, and Fairzon, you're up there, and if that was your intention to get there, you. Mm -hmm get up there within a minute or so um it's pretty obvious that patch is winning gretchen over and it's not really hard like she obviously cares for the guy and wants the best for him and, and things like that and he keeps saying this stuff and you can see that she's you know i i know i understand like we've got to talk about the, all this stuff but it's obvious that she doesn't really want him to go but she also doesn't want to uh, put the other kids in harm's way mm -hmm. So that's going on for the next 10 minutes. Uh, nothing happens. Patch and Gretchen are just chalking back and forth. And he's calming down a little bit. And she's kind of calming him down. Uh, and you finish your spell, Detect Magic. So I read Detect Magic before we started. Because <laughs> it's so... It's a short sentence and a period. And then another sentence with a comma and a maybe. And a, you know, it's a lot it's of English. Advanced. Yeah, it's a, lot of, uh, it's a lot of algorithms, though. Um but the first thing it says, because my concern was, do you detect magic that is invisible? The answer is yes. Do you see the aura? No. It has to be a visible item or whatever to see an aura. So that being said, when you finish your spell, yes, you do detect magic. And you go for a second and you see the auras of you know what you guys are carrying and things like that. But there is also another aura that you cannot see. But you do know that it is a divination from the divination school. Does that uh, make sense? As soon as I, yes. Uh -huh. okay. Well, as soon as I finish, I look at you, everyone in the room, and it's like, we're being scried. Gasp. That sounds and painful. Gretchen <laughs> looks, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Someone is either using a spell or some sort of device to look into this room and possibly even listen to us right okay. now. And literally, as soon as you finish that sentence, the divination goes away. And they just stopped. Nate, um, have we got any way of knowing who it was? Nope. Can I do it again? Yes. Can we stop them from doing it again? Theoretically, I can't, but it is possible. Um, do we know someone that can? Hmm. I'm 
sure someone at the Blue Crater Academy can do it. But that's um, some pretty powerful magic. I mean, do you think they were just watching us? Do you think they were watching Patch? They're probably. Uh, you know what? I don't know. That's a really good question. Because either one of us would be easy targets. Is it something that we would be aware of if we were being, if one of us was being watched? No. I don't think so. No. I think he would need some sort of magical detection like what I just did. Hmm. He's so. giving me an arcana check. All right. Everybody can if you have it, but I figure he's probably got the best. Oh, Fa Fairzone's going to nail this one. <laughs> Minus one. Yeah. <laughs> So this, this, proves the theory, this proves the theory that if you uh, are observing something, it changes the outcome, right? <laughs> I, I rolled a six. <laughs> oh, so I, I'm not even going to roll a total it. Five. Have you had a 12 total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's a good roll, and you are sure that that was a scry spell. Um, but that is a little more than... A little above your pay grade right now. Like you, you know of the spell, you know kind of how it works, but you haven't had, haven't really got a grasp on it yet. No. Um, essentially, it's a fifth level spell. So, um, but you also do know that there are items and there are magics out there that will help prevent. Um, but usually, those are limited time. So, it's not like you can do a permanent. Well, there are probably items out there that will give you permanent non detection. I think that may be still the spell, but a spell cast has a certain time frame. So you don't know, you wouldn't know when to cast it, right? You don't know when they're scrying, so you wouldn't know to plan ahead and that yep. kind of thing. So that's the general idea you get. Um, I mean, you, I, have a, I have a spell that could prevent it in a small area for eight hours, but we'd be stuck there. Is it the tiny hut? Tiny hut. So does that, it, they would just see the tiny hut from the outside if yep. they were, because yep. they couldn't cast into it. Um, yeah, I mean, that would block it. It's basically a wall of force. Um, but they would see the, the shell from the outside. So, sure. yeah, you, you don't know, you don't glean much more information. Like, you don't know who specifically they're looking at. Um, uh, obviously you don't know the caster. You couldn't get that anyway. There's no way to no. detect that. Um, but you are fairly certain that you were right from your first instinct that that was a scry spell that was active when you finished casting detect magic okay so we've got a couple questions we got several questions there who were they watching <laughs> who was it they were watching why that depends on who but um i mean i that's not that's not like uh street magic there that's sophisticated magic that's a, that's a that is a um well-learned magic user spending his time just to cast something that is not easy to cast to watch us in instinctively tarathula is just kind of backing up until he sort of hits the wall he's <laughs> clearly clearly not comfortable with the situation you're not paranoid if they're actually watching you. Yeah. <laughs> so I look I down at Patch and like Patch, 
Um, I don't know who that was, but if it's the same person that was watching you before, they know what just happened. And by this time, he's standing up. I mean, he's still talking to Gretchen, and they got you know his arm around her or whatever. You know, she's patting him on the the shoulder. Um, I don't know anybody else, so it's either going to be one of the kids here or somebody from the last laugh because I li- I really just don't know anybody else in town except for you know Gretchen and the people that work here. I don't know. You mean one of the kids here cast a spell? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just joking. It, it's probably the last laugh. <laughs> like <laughs> that seems more likely. That would be disturbing. <laughs> um and he he looks over again at Gretchen and he just asks finally, "Can I stay? I won't I won't do anything else, I promise. And she kind of hem haws for just, you know, five or ten seconds. If you promise to be good and stay away from those bad elements and stay away from that bar, no more beer, you get a second chance. And he he thanks her and is very thankful. Thank you so much. I you will not be disappointed, I promise. I promise. And they seem to be happy with the, the outcome there. Um, he looks over at you guys. I'll help you any way I can. Um, I don't know a whole lot. I just know the one uh, guy that I contacted, uh, which I mentioned his name last week. Now I'm going to look it up again. Yes, that's him. His name is last week? <laughs> last week. Mr. Week to you. Um <laughs> I don't really, I don't really have a specific time that I go there to the uh, tip tanker to meet anybody. It's just when I go, they just happen to know that I'm there. And he yep. watching you magically—that's not a big surprise. Yeah, I didn't know. Kind of unnerving. He's looking up, looking around. It's the it's the spooky. Spooky, creepy music. <laughs> well, what what I find a little more unnerving is whoever's doing this is probably one of the most powerful magic users in the city. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's good. So, um, so Ferzan's been kind of listening at the door. And he'll, uh, 358, you know, he, he kind of closes the door or before he closes the door behind him, as he comes into the office, he'll, he'll, he'll back. Well, you know, I can't find anyone. Sorry. You win. Closes the door. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he'll say, I say my, my note said Revis. Is that right? Yes, Revis yeah. is right. Okay. Uh, says he, he rummages through his pack and he pulls out a, a pad and a pen. He said, like, "Can you describe this, Revis?" <laughs> sure. And he, he describes a very just average, nondescript, five foot six, dark hair, uh, early thirties man. 
normal clothing. So except for the age, it can be any one of us. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he described this guy's self. Yeah. Yes. Right. Probably. That's kind of the gist you're getting from, at least Tarathiel, you, you know that it's, the disguise self is great within this group of people. They use it very, mm -hmm. very often. Um, but he literally Brand describes everybody in town, like the dark skin, the dark hair, the dark eyes, average height, average build, no special clothing, no mark. I mean, like, you know, just somebody that would just walk five feet and blend into the crowd. Okay. Well, but if I saw him, I'd know him. Sounds like a real looker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's no, uh, there's no way to kind of, you know, sketch artist this guy, this guy out really then. Sure. Give me an art check. Uh, or whatever you have. Calligraphy. <laughs> what is it that you have? Uh, just painters have tools. proficiency and yeah. And painters, painters, painters. Tools. That's what it is. Yeah. Give me a roll. And he, he tries, he, he describes it pretty, you know, pretty well from what you can tell. Okay. Like the eyes are this far apart and dark hair. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, you know they all look the same. He's basically drawing the Unabomber, but... Uh... <laughs> That's fine. I didn't know sunglasses existed in this world. Uh... Out of the skies can do anything. Yeah, Making a real statement with that hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh, that's good. Okay. Painter's Tarathiel will uh, we'll take Kaldun uh, aside and just ask, like, if he gets in trouble... Do you reckon we could give him something magical so that he could signal us? Because if they know, I mean, they might cut ties, but they may they may try and eliminate him. We just don't know. Can you alarm him? <laughs> he already looks alarmed. No. If anyone but one of us enters him, no. Wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> cut the mic. Cut the mic. So in order for that to work, so Calvin's looking at him and he's, he, he, the wheels are turning. He's like, he would have to be dead. I don't think we want to do that. We can cut a door in him. This belly door. Uh, that's, that's not right. No. Uh, no, I, um, I guess um, uh, mechanically I'm looking for, can we get him like a bird to uh, feather token or something so that he can send us a message if something goes bad or... I mean, we have a bird feather token. Do we? Is, yes, you do. <laughs> uh, it's a one-time thing. That is the one that lets you send a message, right? No, yeah. it's the one that summons a gargantuan turkey. <laughs> I mean, how gargantuan? If it's big enough, it might work. It's it's gar it's literally gargantuan. It's a rock. Oh, that's right. It summons a rock. <laughs> I just in D and D Beyond, I went to I to, to search feather token, and you said turkey. So, I, and I just wrote feather turkey, and I was like, no, it's not right. <laughs> well, so. you certainly would notice a rock that popped up over Cauldron. You would know that he know, had done that's something. That's the, that's the ultimate. Kaka, kaka. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And you would hope that he would do it outdoors, <laughs> otherwise you'd have a head sticking out of the front door and the wings sticking out the windows of the orphanage. That's hilarious. That's the, uh, rock has 248 hit points. Yeah, rocks are huge. Yeah, Why is that rock? Why is that rock? I mean, is it, a, is it a pet rock? Probably not. I have a pet rock. It says friends. It says friends. <laughs> so, yeah. 
yeah, the feather token summons a uh, 900 wings foot wingspan bird. That's insane. Maybe, maybe it might be able to deliver a message. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> message of doom and dreck as the city falls apart. Yes. Um, in any case, we, we don't have to give anything to him now, but it was just a thought. But can we get something to give him something so that if... Like, I don't want him to get grabbed off the street and then just disappear and then we never know what happened to him. He's a useful asset. (laughs) (laughs) And he's looking pretty nervous. You guys talking about, you know, protecting him from them. uh, And he's looking at Gretchen again. He's like, should I stay? I mean, if they're going to come after me, don't want them to hurt the kids. I just saw that Shelly said it is the the rock, and that just made me assume that the feather token summits Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> the rock. I mean, that could eye, be helpful. The people's eyebrow. He could deliver a message too. Yes, he could. Yeah. <laughs> message of hope and and weightlifting. <laughs> he just he just appears, and every, everyone in Colin is like, "Do you smell that?" <laughs> it's like something's cooking. What is he cooking? I never have. Nobody's cooking? ever figured it out. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> oh, I uh, think about it. I, I, there's nothing that I can do. Nothing that I can do that would have that effect. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Guess we can t- we can talk to uh, uh, the lady at the magic shop. Sky. See if she, yeah, talk to Sky and see if she has anything like that, like sending stones or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, I think that might be for the best. Can get one of those, uh, one of those uh, new uh, fangled, you know, blue teeth. <laughs> stick it, <laughs> stick it in his ear, and have him send a message. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, so, is that the plan? You're going to head over to Sky, uh, Sky's Treasury? Yeah, if Gretchen is, is happy for us to leave Patch here. I'll keep an eye on him. She nods. And, oh, and clearly. As far as we know, she's not a cleric or a magic user or anything like that, like that right? Gretchen, no. She's... She has proficiency orphans. That's it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's a commoner that's good with kids. Okay. She's a retired 20th level assassin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I mean, mm, here's a thought. Pazel? Mm-hmm. Could just have her hang out here <laughs> that and was, come get that you. That was the end of the thought. <laughs> <laughs> she could, so she we'll, could come get us if something happened. Yeah, that's it would, true. It would, you know, mean losing the use of the familiar, you know, kind of overworldly. Well, yeah, we I could mean, do it. We could do it for a while. Yeah, yeah, you know. You wouldn't have the telepathy, least, but it certainly could come to you if something happened for sure. Right, they could send it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could send her. Okay, all right. I pull her. I pull her out of the interdimensional pocket. 
There you go. <laughs> yep. And he looks just awestruck, you know, real magic just happened in front of him. And it's an owl and he's, he's reaching out to touch, like to pet the owl gingerly, you know, very nicely. Yeah, you can pet the owl. Um, Takes his hat off. So a little hat. this is Puzzle. This is my familiar. How I can leave cool. her with you. Okay. Okay. And okay. If you need to send us a message, just tell her to find me. If I send, yes. If I need to send you a message, I will say, what should I do? Just say. Just say, send a message. Yeah. <laughs> just say, re return return to Khaldun. Return to Khaldun. Return to Khaldun. Yep. Okay. Okay. And if you give her something to hold or, you know, like a message or something, you know. Oh, like a note? She can carry it. Yes. She can carry All right. it. Okay. So, yeah. Hello, hello, computer. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, computer. Is this what thing did, alive? What does she eat? Uh, mice. Oh, this is going to be so cool. Okay. And misbehaving um, children. <laughs> but take everybody to the basement and watch the kids and watch him uh, hunt the mice. So he looks really excited. Okay. And he's, he's petting the owl and just ooing and aahing with it. And some of the little kids who have seeing through your ruse have actually come out of their hiding spots and they're all kind of gathering around going, Oh yeah. You know, very excited about this, this very tame owl. Um, and you hear Gretchen now be gentle. It's a, you know, don't hurt the, pet the owl. And so she's kind of handling the little kids that are coming in. Okay. So what you got next? What do you plan on doing? So right now we're waiting on our clothes for You're ready tomorrow morning. The ball? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I would like to go to Skies and see if we can get something. I think it was uh, Stone of Sending is the... Sending Stones are the uncommon... Sending Stones, Wondrous yeah. item that come in pairs and work as walkie-talkies. Okay. Um, but they so, can only be used once a day. Mm -hmm. You're heading to Skies. Sure. Yep. Head out. Get Bye, nice kids. by the rain. <laughs> Bye, fairies on. They're like hanging on your feet and you're dragging them along. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you head out. You get into the rain. You go around town. Um, it's on the opposite side. Anyway, you get there. No problem at all. Just drenched when you get there. Doors open. She's inside. Looks like she's um, looks like she's doing some accounting work in the ledger. Um, she sees you walk in, and, and she brightens up. Hi, come on in. The best customer, seventeen. This goes. Yeah, over here. <laughs> Herding cats. Yeah. It's all what over. can I do for you? We're um we're looking for something that will help us to communicate with a friend. Um, he could find himself in a dangerous situation, and we would like to be able to get to him and to help. Okay. Have uh, you got anything that can do that? She's at this point. She's kind of like thinking in her head, "What would that be?" I don't have anything here. Um. But usually, in a couple of days, I can reach out to some of my, uh, um, not contacts, my uh, suppliers. suppliers, suppliers, your network, um, yep, and see if I can find something. Um, 
it might be several days because generally it comes from Sasserine or even further north. Um, but I'll certainly see if I can. Dragon. That's true. Um, but I'm pretty sneaky, you know. I don't. Yeah, I can take a look. Let me uh, just give me a couple of days, and I'll uh, I'll let you know what I come up with. Okay. Um. Also, uh, we recently discovered that someone might be watching us using magic. Oh, scry. Yeah, magic, not paranoia. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? So my scry was. Well, that's that's pretty rare. I mean, I don't even think I could cast that spell. I'm pretty good at casting spells. Um, Can you think of anyone that could? There are several people at Blue Crater Academy that could. Let's see. There's been adventures that have come through, but nothing now that I know of. Um, probably some of the the uh, high priests they could easily do it. Um, so yeah, there's probably 10 people in town that could do it that I know of. Most of them are prominent figures in either, you know, the Blue Crater Academy or one of the four churches. Uh, you're talking about ascending stones. She's like, has this aha moment. Uh, well, let me think. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll check on that. I'll be able to four or five days. I'll be level not... 20 by then. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll have made five. Yeah, um, we would yeah, appreciate it. I'll see what I can do, for sure. Are you interested in anything I have in stock now? She holds her hand out Vanna White style <laughs> to you know, the potions and scrolls and armors and things. Do you have anything that would help us figure out who was scrying? Or maybe prevent us from being scried upon no I've got a scroll of detect magic um, but that wouldn't really tell you much except for that it's happening, happening. You know what I mean? yeah no I'm afraid not I'm, I've actually got a pretty limited supply right now during the during the raining season not many people travel um, wow flood festival uh, stocks get low we know how that is yeah, yeah. Most of the most of the things that are for sale for Flood Festival are, you know, just sold trinkets and <laughs> uh, sandbags, uh, things like yeah. that. Umbrellas, umbrellas, <laughs> ponchos. Um, no, I'm afraid not. I don't, I don't think I have anything that could help you out. That specific. I've got armor, in case they come and come after you. <laughs> she smiles. You know, she's obviously joking. That's all right. I have a fezan for that. <laughs> he waves. She laughs and looks up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. You were too big. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like his head is kind of like stuff's hanging down from the ceiling, and he's just kind of, you know, hiding behind the pot. Or like something. in the in the pots and pans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. Does the lean down? Hello, lady. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello, pretty lady. Now I'm starting to imagine you as Andre the Giant. That's not... yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Everybody move. Um, I don't I don't need anything at the moment then. Thank you. No? Okay. Well, just keep in mind the whole 
Flood Festival special. You guys are good customers. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that going for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, You're, how, how, the... long, how long are the floods going to continue? Uh, usually a couple of weeks into winter. Then it starts to turn colder and the rains. Uh, the the air currents. When, the, when cold air hits hot air, you get rain, blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> yeah. She's basically pulls, you know, at, at, pulls down a, a weather chart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back here, she's wearing all green. So it's a high pressure system arm. here. <laughs> uh, generally, a couple of weeks after Flood Festival ends, because uh, Flood Festival usually marks the beginning of winter. Uh, of course, around here, that still means it's you know pretty warm. But here in a couple of weeks, it's going to start cooling off, especially up here in Cauldron, being above uh, the cloud level. We're pretty high up here, um, but it should be stopping. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I'm kind of surprised they haven't started doing their uh, uh, Crater Lake thing, the priests. I don't know what's going on there, but I don't know. The town crier said that the Lord Mayor was on it, so I'm not too worried about it. And I'm high enough that the waters won't get to me. Yeah, kind of feel bad for the people that live around the edge. I'm sure they're getting flooded, but... Well, they don't... <clears throat> Sorry, I was I... thinking they, they did that all the time. No, they, they clean all the time. They clean, yeah. yeah. They they clean the water of you know because there there are there's no good sewer system, so people just throw their chamber pots out in the in the floor and the on the floor out in the uh, the roads and the alleyways, and with the regular rains that come every afternoon, it just washes it down to the crater lake. I and mean, they they could just hook up their their lavatories to the to the underground uh, network to the underdark caves and just kind of flush everything down there. That would make sense. <laughs> How about let's not do that? Did. We spend a lot of time down there. <laughs> that's why. That's why everyone down there is a, is kind of upset all the time. Yeah. Oh, he's good. pooping on their heads. It's a good point. It's good you crapped in my lounge room. I'd probably come up and try and conquer your city too. <laughs> uh, What's your Just motivation, this lazy boy? It's so. got shit on it now. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore me. It's really Ignore bad. me. Uh, Sorry, Grand Grand Galactic Inquisitor from Venture Brothers. It's a fantastic character. Shouts ignore me all the time. I'm not familiar with it. Sorry. <laughs> no, me either. It's a shame. Venture Brothers is fantastic. Moving on. Um, I don't have anything else. I don't think. Does anybody else have a have plans? I don't think so other than yeah we we confronted patch other than going to the uh tip tankard or something like that and just <clears throat> ransacking the place and seeing what happens i don't know <laughs> not a good idea it's a it, it's a cup we get arrested <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, that's fair and there's usually an average of about 20 or 30 people there at all times too yeah <clears throat> that would be a mess it's a popular place yeah we could take them yeah, fireball. It would, it would still be a mess. <laughs> I mean, it would be a mess. We do have the, ne the necklace of fireball. Yeah. <laughs> you Wait. have a person of fireball now too. We have a necklace yeah. of fireball. Yeah, yeah. That's Actually, uh, yeah, Tarathiel has one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because we because we were thinking that he could sneak up and then boom. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the nuclear launch detected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the uh... discussion that we had. Yeah. But Calderon doesn't need a necklace. He can just do it. 
Yeah, yeah so he's right. a walking. Yes, I'm itching fire to um, light stuff on fire. <clears throat> I can go down, back down into the. Uh, I don't know. Find someone's broom closet that's connected to the Underdark and see what's going on. <laughs> Sky, do you have a do you have a basement that you never open? Yeah. <laughs> she she just well, no. <laughs> are you, are you I certain? Because be careful pretty... the way you ask that question. <laughs> that means right. that she did open it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Um, well, I guess we can just sort of, uh, you know, wait until the the ball. Just pass the time. Okay. Yeah. In and, that case, uh, Fares on. Um, like he he wasn't going to take the uh, take the. Uh, Outfit, but he'll whenever whenever you the time comes. What's that? <laughs> You've got crafting to do. <laughs> crafting. You need to make, make a costume. No, I said he's the son of the chief, so he's got uh, he's got his traditional you know outfit from his people, which I you know I kind of see like it's fancy duds. Yeah, beadwork and feathers and that, that yeah. sort of thing. It, it, it oh, fits God. in a shoebox. Fits in a shoebox. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys are just gonna let the time pass. Um, nothing special going on today. Rest overnight, no problem. Get up the next morning, head up to uh, the clothier, and walk inside. And Kalen is standing there, and you see the the two uh, outfits that you requested are sitting up, waiting, basically on hooks, um, with a mask with them. And you walk inside, and he smiles from ear to ear. What do you think? And it looks really, really nice. Like, way, way better than that crap you bought earlier, Tarathiel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Fair. it's the difference between, you know, a, a $100 suit and a $5,000 suit. You know, just yeah, the quality the of cloth. An, an off-the-rack suit and a yeah. tailored suit. Yeah, so that's... Uh, what you have is nice, but this is... Very, very nice. It's tailored to your, you know, it, it's just really, really good. And they did a great job. Here you go, gents. Enjoy the party. I can't say I'm not a little jealous, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not an adventurer. You guys live the life. Still, I'm surprised, given how many people at the party will be wearing clothes that you made, I'm surprised that you're not there. If I had a plus one, it would go to you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he bows slightly. Here, That's very kind. <laughs> uh, try the suits on, and they are perfect. They fit perfectly. Awesome. Yeah, looks good. Uh, um, I was like, Tarathiel puts on Caldoon's like, oh, it's a bit roomy. That's silly. Yours look like mine, and mine look like yours. Fat man in a little coat. Um. So while we're kind of we're, we're, while we're doing this, I look at him. And I say, "So how many how many other people have you put together uh, a tire for?" Dozens. Dozens. But, but they, I did theirs last year. Like literally the day after the 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 uh, flood festival, the demons carball is over. They're coming in the next week, preparing themselves for the following year. So I did all the the lords and ladies. Months and months ago, but no, were the only new ones? Uh, no, actually, um, um, 
the guard captain, uh, Tersion, Tersion, he came in. He got a, uh, a nice outfit as well. So he apparently is going. Um, but everybody else, no, they they all did theirs some time ago. Okay. Did he just need a new one, or has he not gone before? I don't know if he's gone before, but I've never made him uh, a suit to go before. He seemed really excited. I mean... To imagine that man giddy is just almost mind shattering, but he it was he was pretty giddy about the whole the whole concept of going to this uh, demon's car ball. It is actually it's the event of the year, so I, it makes sense if you like that kind of thing, which I never would have expected him. Anyway, it is the uh, the, the the privilege of the upper middle class to be invited to a high class exactly. event. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so. Did the instructions say we just kind of show up? No, you will have a rickshaw sent to you to pick you up. And you're going to assume, you're assuming it's going to be at the Drunken Morkoff because that is where your invitations were delivered. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Hmm. So, and I'm talking to the, the, the tailor again. Um, what does one take to one of these things? Like, do we have to bring a gift? Oh, gosh, no. No, or, no, no. Like a, a side salad or... Yeah. No. <laughs> it's a potluck. <laughs> bring a, a salad fork. Honestly, Tacos. you're better off not taking anything at all. It almost might be considered insulting because this is their chance to just, I mean, shine and show off how much money they have. No, you don't have to take anything. The fact that you, you got an invitation, you just look your best and show up and hope you don't piss off a noble. Ferzon, uh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Ferzon <laughs> leans leans out the window and says, cancel the cake! <laughs> <laughs> the one I was going to jump out of. <laughs> that was my outfit. <laughs> 17 layer cake. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, did the invitation say anything about, like, you know, no weapons allowed, that kind of stuff? Nope. Nothing like that. That's it did good. not. Okay. That's did good. not say anything like that. All right. I'm I'm planning to not take weapons because I can summon them on, at will. Yeah. So you are a weapon. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, should I wear some kind of ceremonial sword or something? And I thought, nope, don't need to. I don't want to appear threatening to these people. All right. Yep. Anything between now and then? <laughs> you've got hours. I mean, you've got like five, six, seven hours. If there's anything you want to take care of before then. Don't think so. Not that I can think of. All right. So around dusk, uh, you're sitting at the uh, Drunken Morkoth. Excuse me. God almighty. Drinking Cokes, that's a great thing to do when you're doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got the Drunken Morkoth. You two have your uh, your tailored suits on. Fairson, what are you wearing? Give me an idea of what your yeah, what, yeah. what is your garb look like. Um, Don't be super detailed, but just kind of give me an idea so I know yeah. how they'll react to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it would be um, a kind of... I'm trying to think of like... Not not a 
specific thing, but more, um, I don't know, more Native American type, uh, an outfit where, he, you know, skins with beadwork and, um, you know, his arms are exposed. He's got, uh, his chest would be covered, um, by some sort of either, either vest or, you know, um, uh, yeah, you know, but, but all, all natural, um, he'll, he'd have something around his forearms, uh, maybe, maybe a, a headband with, um, uh, uh, you know, like a like a, a symbol for his tribe or you know his 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 clan um you know something something just traditional for his okay. for his people it wouldn't, so be, thinking... it wouldn't be finery by any means um but it would be well kept and it would be uh, uh something that he would wear as the chief's son like okay. to 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 like to meet another meet another clan or to go you know to uh uh, negotiations for you know uh, uh, treaties and things like that with other 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 groups. So, okay, so we're thinking like some sort of Cherokee head, not, maybe not the feathers, but like that style of okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, just just yeah, it's kind of a generic sort of sort of look, but it's it a lot more uh, color than it, you've ever seen him wear. You know, he's he's got the <clears throat> he's got the uh, the splint mail armor that he normally wears, but he does. Um, and he's he's got the the cloak of protection. So I mean, those are uh, to me those are you know worn sort of uh, you know earth tones and things like that. And his his normal traveling clothing is uh, you know to keep you know to keep him warm and keep him protected from the elements. And um, he, you know he doesn't ever wear anything flashy. But this is it kind of bordering on flashy. Um, you know I okay. think you know the color colorful and uh, but definitely exotic. You know uh, not that you know a guy. Uh, you know, you know, a giant walking among among men isn't flashy enough. But you know, this is this is him, and he does have that staff across his back. Okay. So that does bring up a good point. Uh, those suits you're wearing, you cannot wear armor with those, or else it'll be covering the suit. Just FYI. Yep. So you guys will not be wearing arm. Well, you can, but <laughs> it's not a good idea to wear your armor over these suits. Yeah, they would get wrinkled. Yes, they would get wrinkled. However, uh, fares on your armor. That's uh, fine. You can wear yours. It's kind of part of your, the whole, uh, the whole mystique, the whole fish uh, blah blah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Ouvre. That is. exactly yeah. That. Je ne sais pas. Je ne sais pas. <laughs> <Jenny> said what? <laughs> and everybody's taking their weapons. Uh, you two aren't wearing your armor. And fares on. You basically have all your stuff. Okay. So. Right around dusk, uh, a man walks into the tavern, and he is wearing, imagine like a chauffeur's outfit, but set time period, and walks over to you, I'm assuming sitting at a table. Yep. Um, I'm here to pick you up for the ball. <laughs> Ferris on stands and says, I doubt that. <laughs> and you see him kind of <laughs> sigh. Well, it's mostly downhill. <laughs> um, you go outside, and it is—it's not a rickshaw per se, but it's—it is a carriage. It's not drawn by any kind of animal because it wouldn't be able to, you know, because the mud, the 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 roads are pure mud. Mm -hmm. um, oh gosh! Right? I mean, they're and, not cobblestone. No, no. There's no. 
everything's mud. And honestly, the the roads that go um, between the alley, the avenues, the side roads, those are rivers. Hmm. I mean, it's very, very, it's very, very, um, very wet. Yes, very wet. Um, So Hmm. the perimeter roads, that's not much of a problem because it's basically flat. But there are places where the water runoff is going through and he's basically crossing across flooding water that's going down towards the lake. Um, You step into the rickshaw and it's it's a little snug having affairs on inside. (laughs) And he steps around the front and doesn't appear to have any problem whatsoever pulling this thing. Um, Like he's not straining uh, anything like that. And he's just walking at a fast pace, going around Obsidian Avenue, literally to the other side of town, because you're directly across from uh, the Koi Nixie. Coming close, you can see other... Um, I keep saying rickshaw. It's not really what it is. Uh, other... Uh, oh, God, help me out. Hand carts? <laughs> carts, uh, wagons, like fancy wagons. Carriage? <laughs> Carriage, God, thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Other, all I could think of was Wild West. I'm like, it's not like that. Yes, very nice carriages. Stagecoaches. Peacock-drawn rickshaws. But there are several uh, carriages out front, and you see them coming and going, people getting out, coming in. Um, The Koi Nixie itself, which Trathel you have been to, is probably one of the high may if not the highest end restaurant in town um there are two doormen up front and they as you step out they open the door and wave you in they're both wearing nice clothes but they're also both wearing the um nab <laughs> oh god here we go nab mask the demon mask oh, yeah um you walk inside, the three of you, and you come into a large foyer area. You're still on the first floor, and you see dozens of what you can only assume are noblemen, lords, uh, very, very rich businessmen. And among all of them, you do see Tercion, and he's kind of over by himself. He's along the side, like he doesn't really know anybody else here, but he has just got his head on a swivel. Grinning from ear to ear, <laughs> eyes wide, and is just absolutely fascinated by the, the, the situation here. Um, looking around, just kind of casually scanning the room. You see a lot of people you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot. Um, but you do see a couple of people that you do recognize. You see um, the Lord Mayor. Um, He's got half a dozen people around him who are just sycophants talking to him, telling him how wonderful he is. Um, you see the high priestess of the Weejas Temple. Hmm. Um, and you also see Lord Valantru, who's not really sta- excuse me, who's not really standing among the crowd. He's over at a table with a young, attractive um, woman, and they're just sitting there talking amongst each other, having just conversation and just sl- uh, slowly drinking drinks from the glasses. Um, there are waiters going around. As soon as you walk in there, they approach you. They've got drinks, they've got hors d'oeuvres, um, offer you all these things. And 
it's just a, a low din of conversation among all of these uh, noblemen and, and rich people and, and influential people of Cauldron. And basically the, all, all the conversation you're getting is talking about their accomplishments and how much money they made and they bought a new you know they're they're all one-upping each other constantly just trying to show how much more powerful they were than last year nothing specific but you just keep hearing conversation it's a very very common theme and Tercyon finally looks over and sees you and he just grins and walks over isn't this amazing I would have never thought to ever get invited to the Demon Scar Ball. Isn't this amazing? And he's just looking around like he's got a glass in his hand. And he's just uh, taking it all in. Like he's just completely excited um, by the fact that he got invited this year. What yeah, do you I'm, think? I'm, I'm holding the flute in one hand and, you know, some sort of meat hors d'oeuvre in the other and I'm eating it, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm nodding. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. Yeah. This is amazing. Fairzon <laughs> uh, so looks at him, and it, and Fairzon's not wearing a mask, so uh, yeah. he asks, um, "Have who, you were not invited to any of these before?" No, first time. Do you know why they invited you this year? Nope, didn't ask. <laughs> I was surprised to get the invitation, but no, I no heck no. Did, did the invitation say who's putting on the ball? It it had uh, a, a scarlet A. Remember the seal was an A. Oh, that's right. It's and the Aslaxons. Aslaxons. They're the ones that put the ball on every year. Bless you. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that right. It said Lord Azkaban. As, that's right. You were saying Azkaban. Here we go. It's yeah. Azlaxin. A S L A X I N. As. Lord Azlaxin Senior. Um. So so Ferzon, you know, is looking around at all the all the people, and he says, um, "So this should be regarded as quite the honor." Um, says congratulations to you. Thank you, thank you. Is, is it is it Captain? I can't remember what his title. Yes, Captain. Okay. Yes, it's Captain. Captain. Yeah, so he'll he'll say congratulations to you, Captain. Well, thank you. And he's he's wearing a nice suit, but it's um, it looks like uh, Kalen did a little bit to make it look almost military. It's not like a full military regalia, but he's made it look a little militant. So it, it looks really nice, but it also gives that air of soldier about it so it look the combination together makes him look really really uh impressive oh so he, uh, he looks like the model of a modern major general yeah something like that <laughs> <laughs> modern major captain captain um and, and I, I ask him you know between mouthfuls of food uh <laughs> <laughs> do you see lord as laxon in here anywhere like sure. i any points? Like, let's say, are, are in, I'm, I'm totally serious here. Are there name plates? Not here. There's the no tables, tables here. Okay. There are no tables. You're still in the okay. foyer area downstairs. So, and people are still pouring in. The uh, okay. guests are still arriving. Um, so it's obvious that this is where everybody just kind of mills around until everybody goes upstairs to the to the uh, the ballroom proper. 
yeah, Lord of Zelax, and he's over there with his wife and God, his son. Yeah, he's over there. Why his son is there? a fine gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're supposed to say. <laughs> do Do you no, personally know the Lord and his son? No, I. Well, I've met his son a couple. So, no, I've never met Lord Aslaxon Senior ever. I. Um, but his son and a couple of other uh, noble children, like the children of the the the, the higher noble houses of, of Cauldron, the, there are four of them that have actually formed a adventuring group. They call themselves the Stormblades, and they cleared out. Um, some goblin, uh, not goblin. Uh, one of the other ones, the little ones, the kobolds. Kobolds had some kobolds that kind of set up camp in one of the many, many caves under <laughs> Cauldron a couple of months ago. I mean, before you guys showed up. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're very happy with you. You've kind of stolen their thunder, taking care of the kids, uh, the the Is orphan and Stormblades. Stormblades, yeah. Um. He's a part of Anna's actually the one that uh, she's I guess kind of the leader of the Stormblades. She's a Tasker Hill. Um, they're a really powerful merchant family. They're a lord of water, uh, Waterdeep. Oh lord, they're a lord of uh, Cauldron as well. Um, yeah, and he's and he's he's literally he's just straight up pointing at these people as he talks. Like they're <laughs> over there, they're talking, and blah blah blah. And he he points at this one lady who. She, she's an older lady. This lady is probably in her 60s. And he said, that's Ophelia. And she rarely ever comes to these. Um, she she doesn't even live in Cauldron. But she is probably the biggest donator for the Cauldron, uh, for the Blue Cater Academy. And she owns this place. So she's, I mean, she's, uh, but she doesn't come around here very often. She stays at her town. She lives uh, one of the smaller towns east of here. Uh Gosh, the name of it is really escaping me right now. Hollowsky, <laughs> Hollow Sky. That's where she is. She has uh, several plantations down there. Um, she rarely comes here. And like I said, she's not been to one of these balls in a long time, I've heard. So I don't know why she's here. Is there something special that is being celebrated this evening? Nothing beyond the Demon's Car Ball. Nothing beyond the, the Flood Festival. There's no special occasion this year or anything. Except for <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> he he looks around and he he, he says, I, "I guess you wouldn't know who else is that here the, for the first time, would you?" For the first time, uh, well, it's not her first time. I mean, she's come before in the past. Like, she just doesn't come every year. It's like every, well, I guess, whenever the notion hits her to come up. Um, she was here a couple of years ago, I heard. She just doesn't come every year. Uh, I don't really recognize, or I don't, there's nobody that I don't recognize. I I, I haven't met these people. I, they don't know who I am, but these are, these are all the noble people of Cauldron and the, lo, in the local area. Mm-hmm. And he's um, pointing, that's, that's the Lethenmeyer, that's the Vanderborn, that's Aslaxon, that's, uh, of course, there's, uh, there's Lord Mayor over there, there's Valantru, and, uh, Embril, the high priestess, and he's just naming names after names after names of these noble people mm-hmm. schmoozing. And it's all it's all nobles. It's not like merchants so like Sky, even though she's. It, kind of... You, there are 
they're not noble, but mm-hmm. they're very, very rich. Okay. Um, and he points over. He said, "There's uh, Mavu. He's oh. the one that has the export. Um, yeah, he, uh, he's probably the richest merchant in Cauldron. He, he's got uh, caravans going all over this area, down to Sasserine, to Hollow Sky, over uh, to Red Gore. I mean, he's just all the towns around this area. He, he, he has all the import export for. I mean." Almost the entire year, yeah. There's others, but he's he's pretty much got the market. Hmm. And there's gonna be a You're test tomorrow about alphabetical. all the names I've just listed. You know, yeah. you know, in alphabetical order. <laughs> in, Lord A, Lord yeah. B, yeah, Lord exactly. C. In in order of uh, importance and and, yeah, and wealth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By wealth levels. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so when you guys walked in, majority, if not everybody in the Foria area stopped, didn't like you know, sudden silence or anything but when you walked in, Farazhan you caught the attention of literally everybody in the room. A, you're a head taller than everybody, but you're also wearing this very uh, natural garb and, and you look like a warrior you look like a tribal warrior and you hear mutterings and you do see some nods and you know arched eyebrows and you see these people like you know, why is he wearing his uh, hunting outfit? You get all mix of different opinions mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you and your uh, your current garb, your your outfit. Okay. Yeah, nobody's like, uh, you know, calling, Staring. yelling out insults or anything like no, that. It's no, like, even the ones that were kind of like nodding, they're very was- polite. Yeah. Giant Sasquatch with a rock, um, <laughs> and you know, Tarasan's standing there, and he he kind of grabs uh, Trathiel. He, he he thumbs your suit. Did you go to Kalen? Ah, oh, he's really good, and he made this so fast. He made it just a couple of days. I just got my invitation the other day. I don't know how they expect us to do this. Though. Anyway, your suit looks good. Y'all look great. Thank you. Yeah, it was. It well. was. Um... It was Kalen. He's a pretty nice guy. Yeah, I, he's 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 down to earth. He's the best tailor in Cauldron, at least probably in the whole uh, Cauldron region. Maybe not Sasserine. There's a lot of traders down there. He does a really good job. I mean, he does all of their outfits. He may not have, he may not have done all of them. But I guarantee he's done well over half of the people here. He makes uh, he does really well for himself making this stuff. Uh, for the yeah. nobles, he doesn't get an invite. <laughs> Drathiel, well, uh, you know, you, you don't invite your gardener. I guess I don't know. They're real weird. They're they're good nobles, very good individuals of this town, but there's limited area. Like, they can't invite the whole town, right? They can only invite certain people. There's limited seating, uh, of course. Why would they? Um, he's just sitting there nodding like. She's trying to shut up. Yeah, there's <laughs> only only real special folks get let in here. <laughs> mm. Um I, I look at everyone and I'm not. like I don't I don't think I've ever met uh Lord Volanthru. No. Volantru. Mm-hmm. Oh he's that's, right. That's, that's that's right, isn't it? We've never met oh. him. No, nope. not not in person. Uh you've gotten word uh 
but never directly. He's never spoken. He's never spoken okay. to you directly. Um, I, about tap. Yeah, exactly. I look at the, the three of them as like, I think we should go over and thank him for what he's done for us. Uh, yeah, and uh, Tercian's like he's actually pretty approachable for uh, a nobleman. Yeah, uh, just go talk to him. And now that he's mentioned it, you see noble people coming up to him quick pleasantries and they walk on he's grinning smiling from ear to ear so you've seen him before um but you never met him or talked to him before he's middle-aged you know he's got dark hair but graying uh like pepper but he's also he has a he does carry a cane so anytime you Ah. see him walking around he does kind of uh, a 50 caliber cane yeah (laughs) um so yeah he's imagine um uh, Duke Lido Atreides from the 84 version of Dune. That's kind of how yeah. you feel. Okay. Uh, how he looks. And probably even has the accent. He just he doesn't have a, a, a local accent. Um, and Tear sounds, yeah, yeah, just go ahead. You can just approach him. I mean, honestly, you could talk to anybody, whether or not they talk to you back. That's uh, But you got an invitation. So as far as they're concerned, you're supposed to be here. Does uh, Tercian still look kind of distracted and, and wowed by being in the room? Yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever he's talking to you guys, because whenever he's pointing somebody out, he's like, oh, that's, you know, <laughs> that's Lord yeah. Van Buren. Uh, you haven't seen, you know. He's, he's fanboying. Yeah. He no, Tarathiel was just going to snatch the flute out of his hand and swap it with an empty one and <laughs> before walking away to go talk to the Lord. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't touched his drink. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Have a great time. I'm um, going to, I'm going to stay right here. Um, I just want to subtly diss him. <laughs> <laughs> and he he is the awkward dude in the party that doesn't know anybody. He just kind of scoots back to the wall and just, you know, does the fly on the wall and just checking everything out. He just looks delighted to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm all probably three terrified of screwing up and not being invited next year. Yeah. And afraid of saying the wrong thing. Cause he, you could tell he's got his opinions. And mm-hmm. as soon as he opens his mouth, he backtracks and he's just like, nope, mm-mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I like being, yeah, I should have said that. I should have said that. It's like, I like being here. I'm not going to screw this up. Kind of the, the feel you get from him. Um, and you see Lord Volantru sitting at one of the few tables actually in the foyer area. He's sitting there um, with the, the young lady. And are you guys going as a group? Was it just you, Khaldun? What, I mean, well, was, I was thinking I don't we'd go as a group. That's why, that's why yeah. I said it to everyone. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> All three of you. All right. Yeah. Do, and do, do we have the uh, mental link thing? You didn't mention it, uh, but you we, can do it right now. Like, we can do. Yeah, I can do it now. I'll I'll roll it in the background. Okay. okay. Um. So you guys head over, and you get halfway across the foyer, and he notices you approaching. And he looks and he smiles. He's got a real pleasant smile, and he waves you over. He's <laughs> literally beckoning. Is it a one? It's an eight. eight. It's an eight. Oh, it's okay. literally maximum duration. <laughs> For the first time, we haven't needed that. We've got it. We'll be in each other's heads for hours. <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to get very tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> Just sing oh, loudly no. directly into Keldun's mind. Yeah. Yeah, so so on, what, on the what we're getting ready to see is the real Tarathiel. Yeah. We're going to walk <laughs> out of here, and he's, his pockets are going to be stuffed with silver. He's going to have a lampshade <laughs> on his head by midnight. <laughs> it's got a big boot that's got halfway full of ale. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you get a toga? Were you yeah. wearing that under the suit? 
Uh, on, on, so, the yeah. way, on the way over, Ferzon uh, telepathically asks, um, so, are there anything that we should or should not say to Lord Valandru? Other than... Maybe don't threaten him. <laughs> uh, roll initiative. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. Roll with yeah, fireball. <laughs> yes. Yeah, geyser. <laughs> geyser, yes. Do not say geyser. Yes. top pocket just explodes. <laughs> 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 He's got like a flower uh, bouquet yes. on his shoulder. Yep. It just shoots the water straight out. Do you like to smell my flower? So you yes. guys are uh, approaching, and yeah. he does. He, he's got a friendly smile, and he's he's beckoning all of you over. Okay. And you get closer. He says, "Come over, come over, please join us." Um, I am Lord Valantru. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. I know all three of you very well. You've done a lot for this city, and I want to thank you. Uh, this is my friend. This is Celeste. She's my guest tonight. Uh, Demon's Carball. Um, what do you think? How do you like the party? The meat is nice. fantastic. You know, that was uh, <laughs> actually imported today from the northern regions. I don't know. I guess they use some magic. Not sure how that works. But, yeah, they spare no expense. They, as Laxkins, they, they like to show their wealth, and we're all appreciative of it. Um, how, is, uh, how are your arrangements at the uh, Drunken Morkoth? Fantastic. That's why you know we wanted to come over, and we had heard that you were were the one that were was helping us in the city, and we'd never met you before. So we just wanted to come over and thank you personally. Well, excuse my rudeness. I would like to have told you in person, but I do have a lot of things to take care of. Um, think nothing of it. I appreciate what you've done, saving that child. You set everybody's mind at ease, and now you've taken care of these these rabid goblins that are you know, living down below you you're a treasure in this city so I, whatever i can do as meager as it may be i'm happy to help uh i i yeah children yeah um i don't want to sound ungrateful um this is fantastic and sort of awe inspiring but do you know why we're here I had you invited. Oh, well, that explains it. As somewhat <laughs> of a thanks, um, you're somewhat of local heroes. So you, like I said, you've you've done more than most people do in a lifetime, to be completely honest. But just another way for me to say thanks. Um, I know the drunken Morkoth. Uh, if you guys want to move to another tavern or inn, you let me know. Um, but I thought it would be a nice gesture uh, and that my way of saying thank you from the city of Cauldron uh, to invite you to see the the finest of the finds of the people of the nobility of Cauldron. Well, that's wonderful news because I was just, I was a little bit um, worried because it just came out of the blue and it's like, why in the world would someone invite us? And that makes the most sense logically so thank you very I, much again uh that's rude mm -hmm. on my part that i didn't let you know more um i have people that work for me and i tell them what i want to get done and they do it mm -hmm. uh, i'm just glad that they did it correctly and that you're here today uh your suits look magnificent you must uh you must know 
uh, kill him pretty well. I've actually had some suits made by him myself. Um, I'll be sure to put in the good word to everyone that he's done such a fine job tonight. And fares on. Hmm. And he he uh, motions towards you hand up and down. I am quite impressed by <laughs> your uh, choice of uh, garb tonight. I respect the fact that you didn't get a suit and you've come in your tribal uh, regalia. Um, you honor us. Thank you for coming. Was the honor his mind? And, and again, and again, I forget. I forget to ask. This is the appropriate. This is me asking the mm-hmm. title to, for these people, Lord. I mean, is that? Yeah, Lord and Lady. Or is uh, it? So he he he. That's that's kind of a thing with him. So the form, formal formal title. See. Uh, you know, see what, uh, the honor is mine, Lord Volantru. This is uh, how my people dress when we go to events. Uh, not nearly as as fancy as uh, this particular one, but when we meet the leaders of other of other clans, it is tradition. Well, you do us all an honor, and you notice after he says that. The general area around you, if anybody was kind of like, they're all now very happy about your outfit. <laughs> like his opinion is very important to a lot of these people around. So, yeah, you say that and you you hear what was at one point gruff, like, oh, my God, he's wearing his uh, he's wearing his deer trousers. They're now saying, I agree. That's amazing. You you're so brave and it, just more and more compliments just kind of under their breath now that he has paid you a compliment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'd be interesting um, to see what next year's fashion is. <laughs> yeah. I say that in my head. I, is Balancher mm-hmm. a first name or a last name? Uh, it is my first name. Oh, I'm ah. sorry. That's Matt's mistake. That is my last name. <laughs> um, okay. Before we... He doesn't offer his first name. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Terathia was letting the letting the pregnant pose be pregnant. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's uh, just a trimester here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, before we take our leave and let you have the rest of your evening to yourself, is there anything we should know about tonight's activities? No, no. Uh, you won't be asked to participate. Actually, I think uh, as Laxon's son is going to be uh, he's going to be playing the role of Surabar. I'm not sure who they have as Namthatoran. Um I should know. That's something I should know. And Celeste is just nodding. <laughs> yes. Yes, you should yeah, know. You should know that. Um, I'm not sure who's playing Namthatoran, but they'll put on a play. It will uh, It will go over the history of Cauldron. It'll actually go way be way before Cauldron. It explains how the Demon Scar, which is an actual place, um, originally came about in this area. It's actually somewhat of a fascinating story. I I hope you enjoy it. Uh, And they'll put on a quick passion play of the fight between Surabar and Nabthorin and his ultimate demise. And it's if it holds up to previous years, you will be quite impressed. I look forward to it. And he, you see him kind of like notice out of the corner of his eye. I see Tirsian made it. 
Yes. I'm glad. I'm glad. I invited him as well. He has done an amazing job keeping the peace. Um, there's been a lot of damaged property. It, it was actually his idea that we start looking outwards for, um, I, you may not have heard, but a couple of days ago, the uh, town guard hired their first half orc. Generally. No. Hmm. So, Matt aside, it was an announcement from the uh, from one of the town criers like 30 episodes ago. But, <laughs> yep. yeah, okay. it's been, it, you've slept since then. But, yeah, his, this is uh, a big moment in Cauldron. Cauldron is a predominantly human city, and any kind of integration is always welcome, and we're glad Tercion has uh, pushed this initiative forward. He's asked for additional spending um, to arm our guards and bring in better help to protect the uh, the members of Cauldron. So we are we thank him, and that that was our appreciation. It was a, a group decision. That wasn't just mine. Group decision to invite him uh, for his job well done as the captain. And you hear mutterings of agreement again, and they're all looking over in the nice little polite golf clap and Tercion <laughs> is red he has no idea why everybody's staring at him but he's just smiling and he is as red as a Coca-Cola bottle like he is just <laughs> red uh, and just waves. He, he, he waves and he all of a sudden becomes extremely interested in an hors d'oeuvre that's over here Lloyd um, <laughs> Volantru uh, looks up they should be announcing uh, any time now for us to go upstairs I believe all the invitations that have gone out, everybody's arrived. Um, enjoy your drinks. Enjoy the night. I'm glad you came to speak with me. I'm, most people are hesitant to speak to a lord. It's understandable. We do that on purpose. But I am glad that you spoke with me. If you ever need anything, please let Captain Tircion, or Captain Skellerang, know, and he will get word to me. Okay. Cool. Thank you very much. This is a fantastic gift. Thank you. And almost a point, it's almost like it was a moment that he had planned as soon as he says, thank you. The doors to the stairway going up to the second level open up and uh, obviously a man walking out. He's in full costume. He's wearing a mask that's half Surabar and half uh, Toran. We'll get that right eventually. <laughs> well done, Steps well out done. and takes a deep breath. Welcome dignitaries and noblemen, denizens of the Demon Scar. It turns to the left so you can see the demon visage. And founders of our fair city. And he turns to the right so you can see the other side, the Surabar side. Tonight is a celebration of Cauldron's most glorious and monumental of historical events. The battle between good and evil, heaven and hell, arcane hero and demon general. Between the founder of our grand city, Sundabar Spellmason, Surabar Spellmason, and the demonic lord who sought to destroy our ancestors, Nab Thetoran. Please enter through the grand doors to a formal greet your ball patrons and begin the fabulous festivities. And everybody, golf clap, tinkle, you know, tap in their glasses with the, the forks and start moving in that direction. And we'll pick up here next week. Cool. Awesome.
Yeah, I wanted to go over to uh, um, the captain and because he he doesn't know what's going on either. So it's like we got to tell him it's Volantri that got him in here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's of course Volantri did say it was like uh, a general consensus, like he had talked to other lords. Yeah. Um, whereas he actually specifically invited you himself. Um, but yeah, yeah, and. Seriously, whenever he, he started talking and, and all the nobles that were around listening turned and looked, he looked extremely uncomfortable. He just did not know what to do with his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, you, as soon as that announcement's finished, you see him just kind of make a beeline. Not quite <laughs> knocking people over, but he is just, you know, hurriedly finding the gaps, finding the paths, uh, mm-hmm. and he's heading upstairs. And we will have the final part of the demon scar ball next week. Excellent. <laughs> sure. It'd be fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. Yes. Everything's fine. Thank you for joining. <laughs> so paranoid. I don't get it. I, what have I done to make you feel that way? Well, for one thing, you uh, inventory the scrying. things that we were bringing to the, uh, to the ball. That is a DM tactic to make you nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it always works. So you're not wearing armor, right? And you're not carrying weapons. Good to know. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Nothing. Thanks, everybody, for showing up tonight, checking it out. I see the name Shelly and Cowart immediately. I know there were some other people out there. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. I hope you had a good time. And we will see everybody next Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, non-daylight savings time again. Have a good one. Have a good for night. our one-year anniversary episode next time. Is it? That's, 40, it? that's 43 episodes. Is How is that a year? Because we took a month off in the middle and we may have missed a couple elsewhere, but we've been doing it for yeah. a year since the 6th of January. So. I, you're, you're absolutely right. I completely forgot that we had to take some time for like vacations and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so. summer. Wow. It's already been a year? Does it feel like a year? year? Wow. <laughs> I hope the next year goes just as fast. Good <laughs> <laughs> night, everyone. Yes. Good night. Good night. Good night.